Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. We are in the middle of the fastest moving technology shift in our lifetime. And for the majority of us listening, we live through the birth of the internet. So that's definitely saying something. Here's the good news. It's good news. Truly, I have so much to fill you in on. Join me for my upcoming workshop, The Market Shift. It's so crucial to online businesses that I'm offering it completely for free. No strings attached, just pure actionable insights that will help you navigate the coming changes. But that's not all. If you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get exclusive access to my brand new mini course, The Two-Click Funnel absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I'm running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Join me and prepare your business for the future. Go to bossproject.com shift to register now. If you're hearing this, there's still time. Don't miss out bossproject.com shift. Today, we are addressing a question that we get asked on the reg. We actually just got asked again today, so I thought it would be super handy to go ahead and just make you guys an episode, right? So you ask us, guys, um, this may be a dumb question, but which do I start first if I haven't done anything in my business? Do I need to make my website? Do I need to make products? Do I need to grow my email list? Do I need to start a social media account? Holy moly, I'm so overwhelmed. Please give me all the answers, you sweet, sweet, glorious business babies. It's basically verbatim what you guys ask. (laughs) So that's what we're answering today. We are answering that question. We're giving you the foundation. We're giving you where we think you should put your focus first and why. So maybe you can not be so overwhelmed if that's you. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you're start starting a business or if you've already like doing the thing. We know that you like fall into those holes of massive overwhelm when you're wanting to add more stuff to your business. So this can help you regardless of where you are. But we're going to give you first the foundation if you haven't started. But if you already have a business, you'll really like kind of like part two of this episode, which is all in one episode. So you're welcome. You're welcome. So <laughs> here's here's the secret about answering this question. If you ask this question. To other marketers, you're going to get different results based on what they sell. So interestingly enough, if you ask a website designer what you need first, because (laughs) they sell websites, they're going to convince you. Yeah. Because it makes sense for their business that you need a website first. If you ask a branding expert, they're going to tell you you need a logo. If you ask a social media strategist, they're going to say you need to start a social media account. Depending on who you ask, they are going to give you what makes sense for their business. So we're going to step back and tell you what makes sense for yours. And in fact, You need to make money if you're a business. And so instead of telling you you need to go spend money on all the things, 
we are going to tell you that you need to figure out where you're going to make the quickest dollar bill and Mm -hmm. focus on creating that thing, whatever that is. Yep. And remember that good is good enough. So here's the actual like three things in order. Like, well, they're kind of happening simultaneously that you can focus on if you haven't done anything yet. So you need a website because you need somewhere where your thing is going to live. If you sell services, if you sell products, it doesn't matter. You need somewhere to send someone. That does not mean that you need to drop $10,000 on a beautifully branded website, especially if you're brand new. You need something. You need a presence. Mm -hmm. You need to hop your booty over to Squarespace, Shopify, Etsy. It doesn't matter. Wherever your things can be listed the easiest and the quickest, go do that. The pages that you need to focus on on that website are also super simple. Your homepage and the listings of your products. That's it for right now. There's like 17 parts of this episode. So hold on to your bootstraps, people. So get that website where you can send people to go buy and then put your things on there for them to buy them. And then you need to get it in front of people. Where it might make sense that you don't need a website yet is if you know absolutely hands down that you're just going to sell courses. So you can hop your booty over to Teachable, create like a landing page, a splash page, and your sales pages and your courses, and you really don't even need a website. Would I recommend that you do? Yes. That doesn't have to be part of phase one if you don't want it to be, but the concept is still the same. Make your thing, get it on a platform for people to click purchase and check out and then go get it in front of people. And here's a mistake I see people make. If they are selling in person where like they are working in a really small radius, perhaps they're a local photographer, maybe they just do graphic design for local businesses. It doesn't matter, but they're working in a really small radius and they're like, well, I don't really need a website because I can just go to these meetings and present myself. In this day and age, People are looking you up and you need to have some sort of presence online. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be the most polished thing in the world, but you have to have something out there so that people know that you're a legitimate business. They aren't looking up what the federal government has you listed as, but they are looking to see if your URL exists. Yep. Yep. And that URL needs to go somewhere and it needs to be clear with what you do. Here's the thing though. A lot of you are like, but I don't even know exactly what I want to sell. And I don't know like if what I can make right now is what I want to be doing forever. We're not saying that at all. Remember, the basis of the order of what we're telling you comes down to how can you make money today? What's the easiest and the simplest thing that you can create today, right now, and get it uplisted somewhere so someone can go buy it? So that typically means, what are you know right now? What are you good at right now? It doesn't have to be your dream business today. Although it could be because the very first program that I ever made is now one of our, you know, top four selling programs. So it's fine. But I'm asking you to just gut check with yourself. Okay, what can I create to sell right now? Let me get it up and out there knowing that you can go back and perfect it or create different things and get rid of that thing if you want to. You can always tweak and repeat, like Emily likes to say. You can always change the thing. You can always ditch the thing. Let's be honest. Emily and I 
started seven businesses before mm-hmm. we landed on the one that we loved and the one we wanted yep. to spend time with. And this one in particular, I mean, technically, it probably could have been three different businesses by now oh yeah. of how much we pivoted inside of the Think Creative Collective name. We have mm-hmm. changed our products significantly. We've changed our audience significantly more times than not. So don't feel like you have to be married to whatever it is you're doing now for the rest of your life or even two months from now. It's all about taking the skills that you have, whatever they are. Is it, is it writing? Is it calligraphy? Is it, you know, you're a beautiful pianist? Like what is it that you're, what you're good at and how can you sell that to somebody else? And Think about how you're unique. Like, think about the way you can offer something that's just a little bit different than what's out there. And don't feel like it's so easy in the beginning to be like, okay, these are my skills. So I'm going to go look at every single person on the internet with the same skills and try to be just like them. And instead, if you could like put a blindfold on and not do that. I would much rather you go look at everyone else in every other industry mm-hmm. than go to your industry for inspiration for how to set up packages and for how to set up your sales pages and for all that. Cause you're going to be so tempted to steal that one sentence off their sales page or tweak your package to be a certain way because you just think, I want to be like that person because it seems easy. Yeah. Well, and don't be afraid to, especially if you haven't sold anything yet, to really, 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 really niche down in your first offer. I say until you exactly figure out who you are talking to, it, I almost believe that you like niche down really, really tight in your first offer. And then as your business grows and you figure out what the French toast you're even doing in your life is when that bubble kind of grows and when it expands and when you figure out who you're talking to, you may always and forever want to talk to that very small crowd. So for example, when I first started, I was a photographer. I went from shooting families, a couple weddings here and there, some engagements, to working with a little bit more creative. So I was doing their headshots. I was shooting for bloggers, like their actual blog posts and their Instagram feed. And I loved working with other business owners. So that's when I created a course for photographers, not photographers who were business owners and not, you know, moms with cameras, but photographers who had a business who wanted to price better to make more money at photography. And then I realized, oh, this course, I had a couple of non-photographers come through, people who sold clothing online or who sold stationery on Etsy. And I realized that the information was helpful to them as well. So then it broadened me up for the next launch. And then it broadened me up even further after that. But if I had started with Here's a course for creatives when I have an audience of like six people, (laughs) it wasn't maybe going to resonate that well. I needed to convince the very few people that I had in my audience that this was, yes, 100% perfectly for them so I could get people through, so I could make the course even better, and then so I could leverage those people to get other people. I think really spending that time talking to, it seems so like counterintuitive to talk to a niche, but when you do that, you would be surprised how many more people are like, 
oh, she's talking to me. Whereas when you like talk in broad sweeping terms, like no one is like, huh? They're like, what? I don't, are you talking to me? I I think maybe you're talking to me, but I'm not really sure. So I'm going to move on. And so if you can focus on the exact pain points that that person is going through, whatever it is, then they're going to be ripe for the picking. They're going to be ready to buy. And that's when you can really turn those people and, you know, sell to them again and again. I cannot tell you how often in the very early stages of business, my first customers ended up being my best customers because I kept bringing them back in for a new offer. I kept adding on other services for them and adding on other products that were perfect for them. And because I had done such a good job in the beginning and now they trusted me, it was so much easier to sell to them later. So now you're probably thinking, all right, girls, well, that's all fine and dandy. I've sold some stuff. I have my products up and I have a website, but I know there's more pieces to a business than just those things. So when do we start adding on and what order does everything else start to come in? So now is when you can either go one of two ways. And I suggest you kind of do them simultaneously because one is not going to take all your energy forever and you can't rely on just the one thing that you made in the beginning to carry your business forever. So now is when you can spend some energy going back and perfecting other pages of your website and perfecting the descriptions of your products perfecting the people who you're getting in front of, perfecting the way that you're talking to them and making the experience for the people that you're already getting in even better. So other pages you might want to add on at this point on your website are your about page, an experience client page. So especially if you're working in services like design, branding, stuff like that, photography, what is the process like of working with you? How can you outline that? How can you make people feel comfortable in working with you? Stuff like that. If they're ordering a custom you know, product from you, what's the timeline for that? So really getting very descriptive and very clear on your website, all of those like facts, right? And then simultaneously, now when you can say, okay, they loved this product. Now I have ideas because of their response of this sale of what else I could create. And now I have ideas because of the people who bought this thing, who else I could be targeting. So now is when you're going to add on audience growth tactics, so getting in front of new people and then offering them different things. So keep in mind, you're going to get, I think this is the point where most people get a little bit overwhelmed. They're like, yes, they're like excited, revved up. They're like moving, grooving. I got my website. I got some products. I got some sales. I'm like, woohoo the train is chugging along and then they like get to this point where they're like but I have to keep going and they're like scared to death they're like what do I do next I don't know what to do next and the answer is I mean it's simple but it's also like it's different for every business you just have to keep going you just keep having to add on more layers and you have to get comfortable with the things you're doing and then add on more and then get comfortable with those and you can't stop doing the things you already were doing so yes. if what you were doing before was i'm managing a website and i'm managing clients okay now i'm going to add on social media 
Mm-hmm. Okay, now I'm still managing my website. I'm still managing clients, but I'm also managing social media. Those other two things can't fall off the bandwagon because that's how you make money. But social yep. media is how you bring in new clients. So you can't stop any one of those pieces of the puzzle. You just keep having to add more pieces. So that's a little hard. I think a lot of people get stuck in this process because one, they add a thing and they like forget this other part of their business exists. That's exactly what happens. And so you have to just, you have to come up with systems and workflows and processes so that the things you're doing now don't fall apart when you start adding new things. And then you slowly figure them out and it starts working. This is why we really encourage you to automate all of your systems. So initially you had your website, right? That's going to take you. There's not a whole lot you can automate there unless you're talking about blog posts. So then you're like constantly perfecting that copy, maybe updating the pictures of your products, maybe changing prices, stuff like that. That's on you. So then maybe when you were getting in front of people in your first round, you knew that all of your people were hanging out on Instagram. Okay, so now... Is that strategy still working? Are you growing well over there? Maybe you need to take better pictures of your products. Maybe you need to speak to your people in a different way. What strategies can you tweak over there so you can make sure that you're still using that platform to its fullest advantage? But at this point, we really highly encourage you for your next intentional focus to be on growing your email list. I think so many people wait way too long to start doing this because they think, well, I'm just going to have three people on there, so it doesn't really matter, or I don't have anything to offer them in an email. Like, I don't know what to say to them. I don't know what to do. So let us like break it down for you. Let us make it not so overwhelming. It's not as scary as you're trying to make it. There is some tech stuff that you're going to have to figure out, but there are some amazing tutorials all across the Google for you to learn that. Okay. So the basis is this. It's really simple. Pick your email service provider. Step one. Check. Step one, if you have less than a 1,000 people, go with MailChimp. If you have more than that, go with ConvertKit. Easy. We just gave you two options. Step two, make your freebie. It can be a one-page PDF. It can be an ebook. It can be an email e-course. It can be free shipping. It can be a free download. I don't give a French toast what it is. Just decide. Make it. Spend less than a couple days on this, okay? Figure out. This is the hardest part, but you can do it. Figure out how to connect those pieces. If someone wants your freebie, how can they give you their email and then they get put on your list? There are tech tutorials inside MailChimp and there are blog posts about ConvertKit that we will link up in the show notes for you to connect your, like where they type in their name and email, like your pop-up box to your email list and they can get delivered their freebie and you get their email address. That's all you have to do for the first phase. Okay, so just, oh, okay, I'm good. I choose between MailChimp and ConvertKit. I make my freebie and then I connect it. That's, that's the first phase. I'm interrupting myself to bring you something that could change your business forever. I'm hosting a workshop that's so important. I've made it 100% free for all online businesses. Here's what I can promise you. Inside the market shift, you're gonna get the most value-packed 90 minutes you've seen in years. I'm going to share the ecosystem that represents online businesses today. You're going to walk away knowing how to create more predictable income and sustainably scale, regardless of where you're starting today. 
You'll uncover the AI secrets top entrepreneurs use to stay ahead, boost productivity, and secure their future. You'll have the exact equation that's making wealthy people wealthier and be able to steal copy-paste it before it widens the wealth gap any further. When you attend live and stay until the end, you'll get access to my exclusive brand new mini course, the two-click funnel, absolutely free. Inside, I'm giving you the exact automation funnel I've been running that consistently converts organic traffic into loyal buyers in minutes. Save your seat right now at bossproject.com shift, then share it with a friend. There isn't much time between now and the workshop, so head right now to bossproject.com shift to claim your spot. Still searching for a great candidate for your company? Don't search, just match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Second phase is getting that out there and everyone say, go sign up for this. Go get this thing. It's free. It's awesome. Here's why you need it. Go tell your friends. Go post about it. Go blog about it. Go put it on your website. Go send it to your mama. Everywhere. Send it to everybody. That's the second phase. Get those people on your list. And then the third phase is to figure out how you want to continue to show up in their inbox. Is it by offering them promotions of what you have in your shop? Is it by kind of getting personal with them and giving them like a pep talk? Is it by sending them to your blog or your podcast or your Facebook page? Which one goal do you want to focus on when you email them? And then pick your content schedule. Once a week, once a month, twice a month. It does not matter. It doesn't matter. Just pick one and plan it and then do it. Easy, done. I just built your business. You just feel her either the whole thing. And I think <laughs> a lot of things that are floating around online that scare people about this whole email list growth thing is they're like, but I need like 10,000 or I'm never going to be successful. You can have less than 100 people. You can have like 20 people on your email list and be rocking it online. Yep. I'm not even joking you. I mean, I've seen the craziest things go down. And it's really all about making sure whatever your offer is lines up with how many people are on your list and understanding that the industry standard for converting those people is, okay, I know if you're new to this, this is going to sound really icky. So prepare yourself. Mm-hmm. 2%. So mm-hmm. that, that, that list Whatever the number is, times that times 2%, times that by whatever your offer is, how much that costs, and that's how much you can expect for a launch. 
But mm-hmm. know that you're not going to just launch like one time and then you're done. You may have a launch that's a little bit lower than you're hoping for, but then you get a little more people on your list and you work a little bit harder. Maybe you up the price. Maybe you change what you're offering a little bit and you launch again. Everything in your business is a launch. It's not just your products. Everything. Everything you're doing, everything you're putting out into the world is a launch, babe. Yeah. And if you don't treat it like that, that's when you feel overwhelmed. That's when you feel like you're not making progress on Instagram. No one's signing up for your list. No one's reading your blog. It's because you do not have a plan of attack for each of those different aspects in your business. So you have nothing to measure those results that you are getting on there, whether they're good or bad. And you have no time in your day to actually focus on one of those because you're constantly thinking about how all of them suck, right? So quit, stop, take a deep breath and know a couple things. One major thing that we really, really love and what I want you to start seeing in your business when you start deciding on what to focus on next is ask yourself, can this thing that I want to add on, A, do I have the time and the energy to to give it the time and energy that it needs? B, is it going to snowball my growth? So what that means is if your goal is a thousand followers on Instagram, that's that's your first way of like, okay, I'm gonna just gonna get in front of people. I have my website up, I have my products up, I'm gonna be on Instagram. I need a thousand people on Instagram and I'm gonna tell them to go buy my stuff. Okay, so you're like, I created my content plan, I know what I'm gonna post, I've got it scheduled, so I don't have to be doing the thing. I took your business autopilot from Abigail and Emily, and so I like know all the systems and tools that I had to put in place for that to kind of run on its own so I can go focus on something else. So now I'm going to focus on something else. And I, they said to get people on my email list. So I'm going to decide my email provider. I'm going to make my opt-in. And I'm going to go tell everyone about it. Well, I only have people on Instagram. So I guess I'm going to tell them over there. Well, guess what? Now you're doing the snowball effect. You're going to grow your audience on Instagram because you're providing free content. And that's exciting and it's enticing and people are going to come to that. You now have content that you're posting on Instagram. So it's going to get in front of more people. You're also going to get those people moved over to your email list. So you're now growing your email list at the same time that you're providing content for your Instagram to grow your Instagram following. Sandwich done. Sandwich done. Look at that freebie sandwich. Yum. Yummy. <laughs> Add so some salami. salami. Add some salami. Salami would be a webinar. Add some guacamole. That might be another product. Add some tomatoes. That could be your blogging content (laughs) calendar. That's a disgusting sandwich. (laughs) Salami, guacamole, and tomatoes. (laughs) Don't bring us that sandwich, please. (laughs) Just do it in your business. It's fine. But so ask yourself, okay, let me master this thing. Let me set up the system so it's running without me. So I can now put my energy somewhere else. Is this thing going to like give me a two for one special? Is it going to snowball the same goal that I want to be, you know, reaching towards? If the answer is yes, then do it. The goal or the task, the thing that people decide to do, where they think they should be deciding to do that doesn't do the snowball effect for you is create more product. So especially at the beginning of your business, you are going to be super, super drawn to just wanting to create more product and put more things on your digital shelves 
And I'm telling you, biz baby, if you're not in front of different people, and if those new people don't trust you, and if you're not building your expertise by providing awesome, valuable content, they're not going to buy the new shit that you're putting out anyways. So why are you focused on it? You can't be focused on your products. I mean, product creation, I mean, you basically have to do the bare minimum to get by. And then you got to work on building a tribe of people for like a year, a two years, three years. And then you can go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, this is now actually what I want to work on. Absolutely. I'm serious. I... We are just now getting to the place where our audience is big enough where we can, like, on a whim decide, oh, this is what I want to create and be less worried about how it's going to perform because we know our audience well enough. We know how they're going to react. We know pricing-wise what we should be working on and working towards to reach the revenue goals that we want. But it took a long time to get to this point, and that's – the big thing, you have to think about it. Being in business is not, it's not a short-term strategy to make a million bucks. Like it's not a short-term strategy to retire young. Like, I mean, yes, the goal is to make money and to live the life that you want. All of us go into business for that reason, a hundred percent. But working your own business is even if you're not actively full-time, you never really shut it off. There isn't a day that goes by that I don't, like, have a light bulb moment at, like, right. two in the afternoon, even on a Sunday. Like, right. I may not be, quote, working, but I'm still thinking about it. I'm still churning about it. Whereas before, in my corporate job land world, when I went to work and I came home, I totally forgot about what I was doing until I got back to work because what I was doing there didn't affect me at home. But this does. This affects your life in such huge ways. This affects your friends. This affects your family. And so you have to be really mindful about how you're building this business because A, it can either totally derail you and totally absorb you and every good part of you, or it can be something you really enjoy. And so you have to be really careful about the things you're adding on and making sure that it makes sense not only for your business, but for you and for what you want your life to be like. And we're not asking you to not think of those things. And we're not asking you to ignore the harebrained ideas at two in the afternoon. We're asking you to jot it down, put it somewhere, put it in a safe place, maybe brain dump all of your magical ideas regarding that thing. But more importantly, we're asking you to gut check with yourself. Is now the right time in your business to create that thing? Is now the right time for your audience to even want to buy that thing? Do you have the time and the energy to put into making that thing as great as it can be? Or should you put that focus on getting more people on your email list, getting more testimonies from the people who have bought from you, getting more reviews, moving your site over from Etsy to its own platform? What is the thing that's actually needing your energy right now instead of just creating a new product? That's where we think it should be because we think, oh, I want to, I have this great thing and my people are going to love it. I'm going to offer it. I'm going to make it. But if you've either tapped out of all the people that you currently have 
or you're evolving and you're creating different product lines and it's speaking to a new person, if you don't have those new people in your audience, then definitely no one's going to buy it. So I don't want you at the end of the day to be like, well, crap, I'm not, I'm not good. Or I didn't, what I made was crap or it's not, you know, it's not that great. That's not the reason. We all have seen people who create shitty products, but who are really good at business and who are making a lot of money doing it. It's because they're good at that part. Like, guys, Cards Against Humanity literally sold boxes of dog poop for Black Friday a couple years ago. (laughs) I'm not joking. Google it. You can read all about it. Seriously. So it doesn't matter what you're selling. A box of poop or a beautiful tumbler or art print, or a course, or a bracelet. It doesn't matter. How are you selling it? What is your game plan? That's what we're asking you to focus on. Here's here's the thing. I want you at the end of year one to not look at your bank account and cry. <laughs> like literally, because yeah. there's so many of you that will go at this and you'll work your booty off and you'll be like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm running. I'm I'm doing this business thing. I'm so excited. And then you get to the end of the year and you're like, wait a second. Like what happened? I don't know if I made any money this year. And then you're like, I don't even know if I should do this anymore. And yeah. I don't want that to be your destiny. And so you, when you're thinking about adding things on, regardless of if it's new products or anything, if it costs you money, if it costs you investment of some kind, I really want you to think about where you're at right now. We know plenty of people. Like literally, we just had a conversation with Letterfolk about how much they invested in their mm-hmm. product, like right up front in their business. And for me, like that would have been a major, huge gamble because mm-hmm. I hadn't produced that revenue first to invest in that. And so Emily and I have always prided ourselves on running a debt-free business. We've never taken a business loan. We've never asked for anyone to invest in our business ever. And we never will. Yeah, we pay off our credit card every month. And so we we just got a couple months ago. (laughs) Yeah, we only just got a credit card literally for cash back because we Mm -hmm. wanted cash back. Those points, baby. Yeah, but... We wouldn't be in this place if we had, you know, spent a ton of money up front on things that we think may or may not have worked. Instead, we focus on hustling and worked on building the audience. I think more than anything else, that is what's going to pay itself back. Building that email list, building that tribe of people to sell to is going to pay off in the long run way more than spending $1,000 here, spending $20,000 here. Mm-hmm. Yep, You'll be yep. surprised well, how quick that adds up. And this is exactly why we focus on create one thing to sell and then build the foundation before you add anything else. Because here's what I see time and time again. A business owner creates a thing to sell. Then they might like dabble in the other foundations, but they don't really set them up very well. And then they create something else. 
and then they create something else and then they create something else. And every time they say, oh, I made this new thing, it's because they're growing as a business owner and as a creative and as a designer or what a, a maker or whatever it is that they're doing. And they are wanting to make different things without any feedback from their audience, without any solid, yes, this is where I should be heading just literally because they want to. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, especially as creatives. I feel like that's a touchy subject of like, you have to go with your gut and like what you wanna be like making and have your hands on right now. And while that is true, don't make anything you don't want to make. But that's why I go back to that gut check of is now a good time? Is now a product, is your business needing a product right now or is it needing strategy? And more often than not, it's needing strategy because your business will evolve and change and grow as you start to just figure this out. And I don't want you to spend the first year or two of business creating so many products and then after end of year two, you're like, okay, now this is my style and this is what I wanna offer, but you're talking to no one. You don't have anyone in your audience, in your list, on your website, and you're basically starting at ground zero. I would rather you re-figure out what you're wanting to sell in front of your people. We've done it time and time again, Mm -hmm. and our list has only grown exponentially. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm going to like put this out there. I saw a Facebook Live the other day, and it it made me smile so big. Christina Scalera did this. I think it was Christina. Now I'm doubting who did the Facebook Live. It doesn't matter. The subject matter is what made me happy about it. No, it was Courtney. It was Courtney <laughs> Johnston. It, it, anyway, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, we spent a year plus. I mean, c- keep in mind, we did all these different businesses before we did TCC. All of the businesses prior to TCC, minus like one or two, were service-based businesses. And I say that because in general services are so much easier to sell to someone else than a product in the beginning. I'm not saying you can't pivot to a product-based business. And and I specifically want to say that in contrast to courses, because I think courses are like, when you come into the industry, you're like, I want to be an educator. And that's awesome. But if you want to be an educator, like prove to the world that you are ready for that by working with people one on one first. It's going to, you can price your stuff like 10 times higher than you can sell products or services or products or courses for. It, it's just so much easier. And I saw this Facebook Live and it seriously made me smile because I was like, they were talking about, like do services first. And seriously, when we go back to the beginning and we're like, do the thing that's going to make you money the quickest, more often than not, a service-based business is going to make you money the quickest. And we're saying that to a crowd. I know most of you listen, not most of you, but a good portion of you listening are in product-based businesses. But I would challenge you to think, is there something even if it's adding a service to your product-based business. Yep. Preach it. Preach it, preach it, preach it. I try to get every person over to the service side first because it's what you know and it's what it's it's where you build those people who are going to be your cheerleaders forever and ever because you're working with them such on a one-on-one basis and such like this 
overwhelmingly like I'm figuring this out kind of like I think you have so much freedom in that space Mm -hmm. that it really bodes well for the future of your business so Mm -hmm. know that we say all of this stuff because we strongly believe in building the foundation of your business first if you haven't guessed already, we like having the multiple pieces of your business working really well before you add on everything else. And if you do that, if you spend the energy doing that, even though it might not be the sexiest, even though it might not be the most enticing right now, even though you might have to just brain dump those creative ideas that you get in line at Target for right now, Trust me, I would rather your business be around for the long haul instead of just being a flash in the pan. Because it's when you get into that feeling of overwhelm that you feel like you can't tackle all the things, it's when you want to give up and it's when you want to quit and it's when you convince yourself that maybe this isn't for you when there is space for you here. And when you are ready to give give up, I really urge you to just push through that. I know it gets difficult, especially when you're doing something day over day over day. Like you got out of generally, you started a business because you got out of something else. And so you thought this would give you more freedom. Okay, I get that. But you started this because you wanted to build something. And if you want to build something, You have to lay the foundation. And by doing that, you have to do it every day. So I urge you Mm -hmm. to work on those simple strategies every single day for a hundred days before ditching any one of them. Don't don't just start building an email list and then day five be like, I'm not going to try that anymore. That was fun. No, you have to keep trying every single day. It's the flip-flopping and inconsistency that aren't working for you. It's not necessarily the strategy. I promise you email marketing mm-hmm. works for hundreds of thousands of businesses all over the world. So if you tried it for five days and you say it doesn't work, I I promise you it's because you didn't try long enough or hard enough, not because it doesn't work. Absolutely. So here is our talk strategy to me segment. Here is the recap of what you need to be doing if you either don't have a business yet and you're wondering where to start or stay tuned for the next couple steps if you already have a business and you're like, okay, I need to clear the clutter. So first, what are you going to sell? Get it up on your website and get it in front of people. Just do that. That's phase one of whatever it is that you're offering and whatever it is that you're selling and whoever you want to get in front of. Pick your platforms, create your things, get people to buy them, like the ability to buy them, and then get it in front of people, okay? Phase two, especially if you already have those things, focus on refining that. So what other pages does your website need? What other explanation does your website need? What other descriptions, better photos, better whatever does your website need for that to be even more polished and beautiful and grand? Step three, get people on your email list. Make your opt-in. Pick your provider. Set that up so you can start talking to people And all of this, no, all of this was before you're going to add on anything else to sell. Okay? So spend 100 days perfecting your website, selling the simple one or two products. Like, don't go creating 45 products before you start working on your business. 
a small handful of offerings and do it a hundred days strong and then mm-hmm. come back to us and say, this is what worked. Yeah. We went months, months with one offering, mm-hmm. like months with just one offering. So you can do it too. Let us know how it goes. We're going to have some helpful articles for you in the show notes so you can figure out that tech side of stuff. But yeah, tag us on Instagram and tell us how your 100 days is going, okay? Bye! Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode. Send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.